Hey everyone, it's Monica, and it's Be Free Friday time, and I'm going to talk to you today about timing and hoping and misguided expectations. So um, I know this is a dead horse that I keep talking about this, but this is just the biggest thing going on in my life right now, is that we moved two months ago, big move, um, and we're two months in, and I realized the other day that I was kind of struggling with some feelings of how everything just still feels really temporary. Um, we are still church shopping, um, which is a wonderful treat. We've never been able to church shop in the, you know, our whole marriage because we've worked at the churches that we've attended. So that's been really fun, but it's made me realize how that foundation of just kind of automatically being plugged into a community and family, um, at church is not there. So that leaves me feeling a little off. Um, we're in a house that we're hopefully only going to be in for this year, for a year. Um, so we're not doing anything. We're not, you know, making any, um, uh, remodeling arrangements to the house, we're not painting, we're not doing any fixing of anything like that. So that kind of feels a little temporary. Um, my daughter's in eighth grade, which means she's only going to be at her school for a year this year. Um, and then there's a good chance that when we buy, we may have to just move, you know, into an area that would be a different elementary school for my son. And that's not a big deal. But, um, but needless to say, there's all these things that are feeling just really temporary. And it all comes down to timing and how I realized in the last week or two that I had some unrealistic expectations about where we would be two months after moving here and how um, I thought in my mind things were going to work one way and that God was going to going to move in a certain way, and it turns out that he's doing things differently than I had hoped. Um, and it made me think of today the passage, we're really all of Luke 24. And in Luke 24, um, the women go to the tomb on the third day and find that Jesus is missing and rush to go to tell the disciples about it. And um, in the middle of the chapter, there, a couple of disciples are walking. So it says, starting in verse 13, that two other disciples are traveling seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And as they're walking, they're sad and they're talking about, gosh, all these things that Jesus did and all these things that he said, and yet he died and he was crucified and he was buried. And like, now what? And Jesus comes along and starts walking with them on the journey. And they don't recognize him. And it doesn't. we don't know why um, specifically that they don't recognize him, but they don't. And so Jesus journeys with them all the way to Emmaus. And they're talking and conversing. And Jesus is saying, yeah, but don't you remember in the Old Testament when it said this? And that this had to be fulfilled. And this prophecy had to be fulfilled. And um, they just had this amazing conversation. And it was not until they got to the room and convinced Jesus to spend the night still not knowing who he was, and eating with them where Jesus broke the bread and their eyes were opened and they saw it. Um, and there's a verse that says in verse 21, as they're talking back to Jesus about everything that had happened, they had said, we had been hoping that he was the one. And it's that phrase, we had been hoping. And there's another translation that says, we had hoped. And it goes to like prove this point to me where I had hoped and I had been hoping that God was going to do things this certain way. I had been hoping that he was going to show up in points A, B, C, and D and work in this blueprint and this plan that I thought he was going to work in. And yet he didn't. He did something totally and completely different. And his timing is different than my timing. And his ways are different than my ways. And it was my misguided expectations that are kind of leaving me feeling all floaty and just unsettled um, because I'm looking at the wrong things. And so I have three points for us 
today um, based on kind of my journey and what God has shown me through Luke 24. The first is that God's timing is his own. Like he responds to nobody. He is in um, a direct report to nobody. He does not fall under anybody else's command. He does things in his own timing. Uh, you know, it says in Isaiah 55, 11, that God's ways are his ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. Whatever he does is completely unfathomable to our human brain. Um, so his and that includes his timing. You know, the disciples thought that um, once he was died on the cross and was crucified and buried, like that that was the end. But God's timing was that, no, he's going to resurrect, but not just, not right away, not be saved from the cross, but he was on the third day. So, so much time had gone past so that it would be truly more miraculous. So God's timing is his own. And the second is that it's never going to look like you think it will look. Um Everybody thought that Jesus would command the angels and have them rescue him off of the, the cross or that he would come gallivanting into Jerusalem on a horse or that he would rule in a kingdom with a crown instead of walking along them as a friend. And um, I just think it's so important to remember if you can conceive of the plan that you think God is going to do or how he should do it, that obviously cannot and will not be what it is because it's never going to look how you think it's going to look. Jesus is going to do his third day thing again and again and again, and it's going to look totally different. And the last thing is that we need to not miss Jesus walking with us along the way. I just think it's so sweet that they had this seven mile journey and I don't know where Jesus met up with them. I assume it was in Jerusalem because that's where um, everything had been happening, but it was a seven mile journey and he just walked with them and he talked with them and he challenged them and asked really good questions. And he's so good at doing that. Um, but he did not, he did not just march in and be like, how could you not think this? And how, I mean, he wasn't demanding or accusatory. He just walked along them as a friend and challenged them in a really gentle way. And I think it's so easy for us to miss Jesus walking with us in our journey. And we have a tendency to like have our eyes closed to where he is around us. So this week, um, whatever you're walking through, whatever you think you had, whatever you had been hoping that God would do and how you thought he would do it. I just want you to remember these things and I want you to try to find Jesus um, walking on that path with you. And I want you to try to acknowledge the places where maybe God's ways are different and his timing is different. And where you're looking at things to happen a certain way and he's maybe got another plan for it. Find those winks and find those things. And I know I'm doing that in my own um, personal journey through this situation that we're going through. And in some other things that um, I've not shared too. Just looking for Jesus, acknowledging his friendship and his companionship along the way. And just trusting that his timing and the way he's going to do it is just going to be exactly what is perfect and what's needed for me and for my family and just for my spirit and my soul too. I hope that brings encouragement to you too. I hope you guys have a wonderful Friday. And don't forget, Monday, we have a brand new series, finally, coming out called Be Different. Um, we're so excited to share that with you. And we know we're long overdue for a brand new series, but um, it's coming Monday. So make sure you subscribe and tune in. Thanks.